Welcome back, everyone. This is Microfamous, and I have a special guest with me today, Doug Gordon, and he's the CEO of Profitable Relationships, uh, ProfitableRelationships.com. So I wanted to to bring Doug to you because we we're talking just in the in the course of connecting. We connected through a past guest, and um, Doug, I've really admired you know everything that I found about found out about you since we've connected, and uh, and I just joined your JVMM. Uh, kind of a mastermind uh, for those that are looking for joint ventures and partnerships and things like that. And we'll talk a little bit more about that at the end. But it seems like you built this really amazing community of people that are in the thought leadership space. They're all experts in their business. Most of them are selling to entrepreneurs and they're all looking for opportunities to collaborate and co-market. So with that being said, uh, you've gone through a bit of a transition. We'll get into the introvert stuff in a second, but I just want to talk a little bit about the transition from doing several different things to really zeroing in, focusing on the one thing. Uh, what brought that about? Well, um, first of all, thanks for having me, Matt. Um, you know, everything is, it's a journey, right? So, you know, I started off, um, 20 or so years ago, uh, with, uh, starting as a little, as a little coaching business consulting, um, that grew in one direction, ended up going another direction. Um, long story short, you know, um, you know, and then about 10 plus years ago, I shifted to focus on small business entrepreneur as opposed to larger or mid-sized companies. And, um, you know, just recently, so, you know, I, I have no, I'm not, I'm not interested in growing and scaling, you know, to multi seven figures and so on, which, uh, is, is what a lot of people do want. I, I think that's not what most people want. Um, I'm in the majority in this one, even though I may not be in the majority in other things. So, um, you know, and I, you know, so I just been kind of looking at what I'm doing and, and of course, you know, you go through phases and, and different interests and so on. I'd started JVMM probably about 10 years ago, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little less. I don't remember. And I've been saying 10 years for the last year, at least. So <laughs> right. <I don't> know. <laughs> um, and you know, I, it, it was never meant to be you know, a source of revenue for me. Um, it was never meant to be a business. It was just always meant to be a way of feeding um, my little coaching consulting business, mm -hmm. but over the years, and I ran it for free for eight years until a couple of years ago, I realized I have to start charging something. So we do have a modest annual fee right now. Um, and, but as that started to grow, you know, because the, the, the group has grown remarkably over the years and, um, we have something, apparently we have something very unique and, and, you know, but like I said, the group's been growing, the community has been growing. I, I mean, I get reactions from people who are, you know, quite successful people doing quite well over you know sometimes decades saying wow i've been looking for a group like this for the last few years and mm -hmm. i finally found it um and you know we've got members who've been members with us for many years but for, for various reasons which we can go into if, if you want or not uh, i started charging like i said the annual membership a couple of years ago and as the group's been growing i started to think to myself well i don't quite see how this could be enough for me yet we all have our number you know what's what's mm -hmm. your number that you're looking to generate every year but what if you know what if i was to kind of phase my way out of the coaching and the consulting that i've been doing or at least to be very selective and limited in it uh, and move you know and focus on jvmm and for for a while i kind of ignored that because i couldn't see how it could generate what i needed and also i never intended for it to be a source of revenue, let alone a business. Right. But, but, you know, as it continued to grow, I took another look at it and I thought to myself, well, what if I could figure it out 
you know, so I, I, I did something which I've learned to do over the years, which is first you decide and then you figure it out. You know, first you jump in, you take that leap. Mm-hmm. If you feel it's the right direction, take the leap and then figure it out along the way. And then that's where we are right now. So just a couple of months ago, um, I just made the decision to really, I, I haven't been promoting my, my coaching consulting like I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still continuing things that I'm committed to. I have a program that I'm a little bit committed to. Um, not a little bit. I mean, I'm committed to it for a period of time. I'm going to take the clients through and do my best. Um, but I've, I've really, you know, I, I'll promote a little bit here and there just because, um, you know, if we can add a couple of people, why not? But uh, my main focus now is JVMM. It's uh, the Joint Venture Marketing Mastermind. It, it is um, improving things. It's making it run even better, uh, attracting more members. Um, I'm not interested in, you know, growing, you know, you know, endlessly, I do have a kind of a, a limit that I have in mind. Um, and we'll probably hit there, you know, certainly within the next year, if not sooner from when we're recording this. Um, and I've also been spending a lot more time in conversations with members to get to know everybody better. And of course, through that ideas come up, you get to see how, what people need, what people are looking for. That gives me ideas for how I can create some additional options that could be more valuable. And I can also generate some additional revenue, which is win, win, win all around, because then I could serve the members better. Some members will want to go for some, something that's uh, additional. And you know, that, that enables me to focus on one thing instead of being spread thin. And that to me is quite appealing. I know a lot of people like to have their hands in lots of different pies. Um, I like to focus. So and, and, and it's not easy to focus. It's something I've been it's not. You know, chasing for a long time. Is it really? Yeah, it's because um, some, some people have to always have seven things going on. Uh, I, I am totally that guy with the rather focus, but even I got you know into a situation where I was in multiple businesses and thought I was focusing because it was all within one industry. So it sounded good to me at the time. Um, so when you say you're spread thin, tell me a little bit more about that. Like how many things were you in? What, what does spread thin mean to you? And, and how was it like, what kind of consequences was it having in your life and in your business? Well, I mean, I, I, I wasn't involved in many different things, the, 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 but is my little coaching consulting business. And then there's the JVMM and then there's family, you know, wife and six kids. And there's some other interests that I'm interested in, but may not pay me. Um, you know, so there's, you know, just that is, is a lot. And then within, within a business, I mean, when you have an expertise based business, if you have a little coaching business, as I've, you know, helped clients do as well, like you have to continuously be working on your messaging, be refining your, your, your methods for getting in front of ideal clients and delivering that message in a way that, that helps them see that you're talking to me and, uh, you know, and, and so on. And there are, you develop processes for that, you develop, but you're never finished. It's never yeah. perfect, you know? So it always requires, you always have to be a few steps ahead. Mm-hmm. Now there's only so much. And also if, if I am working with the clients and designing this at some point, now I'm not interested in growing a big team. I have you know one and a half people who support me, work with me, but I really don't want much more than that, if yeah. any. So, you know, for me, it's like, okay, how can I do less and do it better? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, that's a great it never question. occurred. It never occurred to me that I really could just stop the coaching, partially because I didn't want to, because I'm very good at it, 
and I still enjoy it. Um, and partially because I thought I had to, because well, JVM wouldn't be enough. And I started JVM and I never intended it for to be a business. What would some of the members think of me? Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes yeah, a lot of fear like there. That. Yep. Yeah, I wouldn't say a lot, but it was definitely a, a thought. And of course, it was completely imagined because um, people are very happy to hear that I'm making it my main focus because they know it'll just be that much better. Yeah. Right. So, you know, that's the, yeah. So I wouldn't say like I was in 10 things, but I, when you eliminate one huge thing, it's a huge deal. The, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. Cause if it was only your coaching consulting and then JVMM that to most people, that doesn't sound like a lot. I know people that are, I mean, one of my clients probably runs, I think he's up to like eight different businesses or something like that. And he just, you know, like he's got enough. He like really his first core business nets him almost a million a year. I think maybe it's down a little bit now, but he, which is why part of why he started some of those auxiliary businesses, because that makes up for the lost income. And I get it, but he's also just that guy. He'd, he'd work 40 or 45 hours a week, regardless, just the motor, the motor doesn't stop. Like he's always got to have an outlet for it. Um, I have a, you know, about half my clients are like that. And the other half are more like us where we'd rather focus on one thing. And I've noticed it does not, not a hundred percent evenly split this way, but to me, there, there is a commonality between the people that love to run, you know, a handful of different businesses do tend to be very extroverted in person. Uh, a lot of them are also extroverted online. You know, they don't mind going on a whole bunch of podcasts. Maybe they've got a social media following, whatever. Uh, that's not me. I don't, you know, I mean, podcasts are great because it's just deep mm-hmm. conversations. You don't really feel like you're, you know, it's not a super extroverted activity in my mind. Um, have you noticed that about yourself? Do you feel like the, the introvert part of you is why you don't want to have a thousand things and why you don't want to have a whole bunch of employees in an office to roll into? Probably. Um, you know, I've never, I've always taken the, the approach for myself as well as with clients is that you know, the, there's two paths to succeed in, as an independent expert. You know, you take the path of what I call the charismatic guru or the path of mastery. And there's nothing wrong. Both paths are legitimate. It's just that different personalities are going to thrive on different paths. And, you know, the, the path of the charismatic guru, that's the path that we all see on Facebook, on Instagram, on, you know, on everywhere, YouTube and, and channels that I'm not on. Um, but TikTok, I'm sure. And who knows what it's just, it's not what energizes me. It's not like for, I, I also do, I, I don't enjoy putting myself out there as, Hey, you know, look at me. Um, if you be like me, then you'll have what you want. It's like, no, I mean, I'm constantly figuring it out. I haven't figured it all out. I, I don't, you know, I don't know everything. I'm, I wake up in the morning and sometimes it's uh, exciting and sometimes it's, it's tough, you know, mm-hmm. like everybody else. So I'm happy to say, Hey, I've mastered these things. And I think you'd find it valuable. And if you'd like, I can walk you through it, help you build the skills, build out the systems, show you how to do it, be available to answer your questions and so on. Happy to do that for you or with you. But I was never comfortable with putting myself out there as like the, you know, the micro celebrity. I just, um, um, you know, but, um, I'm okay with being micro famous, right? Just not, you know, the celebrity part is a little bit much for me. So is that, is that about introverted? Perhaps, you know, I I have no trouble talking to a large audience. Uh, it's, um, and I have no trouble talking one-to-one with somebody who like you, we, we had a 15 minute call that ended up going for over an hour, I think, um, (laughs) because it's somebody that I can relate to and connect with. And we just, you know, we were learning from each other and it's interesting. Um, it's the, the small talk, you know, 
Uh, it's not having time for, you know, thinking, reflecting, learning, things like that. That feeds me, you know? Yeah, it does me too. Uh, do you have to build that time into your calendar? Uh, the thinking and the reflection, or does it just, does it just come so naturally that you don't have to worry about carving time out for it? Um, well, it depends, you know, sometimes I, I actually probably have to build time like in my calendar doing, doing the work that I need to do, you know, the, the work that, <laughs> that actually, you know, it, you know, because I'd rather read a book or do some writing and, you know, think things through and write something out. And I'd rather to do that creative work. Um, it's reaching out to the, you know, whatever, or doing, or, or formulating a sales, uh, webinar or, you know, or, or whatever it might be that's that's a different kind of thinking that's a thinking that that you know you have to create something that's going to work it's going to be effective the pressure is on mm -hmm. it's uh even though i know how to do it it's not as enjoyable as just you know the, the kind of work which is just exploratory it's like there's no you know so that kind of work could easily fill my days <laughs> i that i'm the same way man it's um I, I don't know if you would agree with this uh, the way I've split it up, but I tend to think of it more in like strategic versus tactical. So I really, mm -hmm. really enjoy strategic thinking, right? Mm -hmm. Long-term planning, reading, reflecting, you know, think like that kind of thinking. Uh, when it gets down to the tactical of, like you mentioned, like coming up with a sales webinar or a like, um, you know, the tactical part of reaching out to people, making introductions, uh, you know, talking to the team, stuff like that. That's all very like, it's, there's really no thinking going on at, to my mind anymore at that point. It's all execution. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's the point. Like, I don't have to build thinking time into my day. My, my entire day would be that if I didn't carve out the time to do stuff tactically. So it's interesting that you say that because I have, I've noticed that about myself too. And I don't know if that's an introverted trait or not, but it's definitely something that we have in common, which is funny. Yeah. Well, um, there you go. <laughs> All right. So, um, how do you, how do you recommend somebody get the most out of a mastermind? So be it JVMM, be it one that they've put around themselves. That's kind of informal. A lot of people are in these, some of them are paying super high dollar amounts. Some of them are just, you know, like, like go abundance started as just a mastermind of three dudes going and hanging out together. Right. Um, so how do you, how do you recommend that somebody gets the most out of any kind of mastermind? Well, First of all, mastermind, could, like you just alluded to, a mastermind is a word that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. You know, yeah. like, you know, one or two people, uh, well, not one, but two or four people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can mastermind all Room by myself. Three. I get just, it's yeah. just me and the voices in my head. Who meet uh, once at, you know, once a week or every month for, for a couple hours. Um, and it could be the, um, you know, a $50,000 a year or more mastermind where, you know, you're hobnobbing with certain types of people who are, you know, in certain, running in certain circles and being whatever it might, it could be even more than that. Mm -hmm. So masterminding really means a whole bunch of different things. And it's, you know, ranges from uh, peer advisory groups um, uh, where, you know, perhaps you have a limited small group uh, or something larger where uh, you're really just part of a community, you know, in JVM, um, we have um, a lot, you know, we're well over a hundred members right now well over um, and growing consistently. I do like, I have in mind a, a, a top, like an upper limit because I, I don't, like I said, I think I mentioned that before. Um, so the, the question of, of course, really was working backwards. What are you trying to accomplish and why, you know, not just uh, to me um, rubbing elbows with people who are cool is the wrong motivation. 
to me, it's um, being in a community or network of people who can help advance my interest in some way because I can help advance their interests in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's yeah. what you're looking for. You know, so we have three core values in JVMM. One is uh, relationships first. You know, it's not about the way I wrote about it. A relationship is built upon respect for and a genuine interest in another person. It isn't about seeing others as a means to your ends, but it's about asking, how can I be a means to your ends? Mm-hmm. It's about, it's because of our commitment to relationships first that JVM members are known for their generosity. So if your goal in being in a mastermind is to learn certain things, then make sure you're in a place where you can learn what you need to learn. If it is to meet certain kinds of people, then make sure you're in a place where it's going to meet certain people. And then whatever you're in it, distill down like, okay, what do I need to do? So if it's, uh, if you're in JVMM, I'd recommend that you have at least one on one, one on one call a week with somebody, um, do two, if you can, right. We also have these internal kind of speed dating meetings, so, you know, um, join someone else's and then run one of your own, at least every couple of months mm-hmm. as a way of meeting more people, um, you know, and getting to know more people. So figure out like, what are the, the, what are the repeatable actions that I should be taking that if I do that, will give me the results that I want. And I, I would suggest that this often will fall onto the, uh, you know, the, uh, the Eisenhower quadrant, the Stephen Covey quadrant, whatever, you know, the, 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 the one where it's uh, valuable or important, but not urgent. Right. You know, because we're all busy. Yeah. So this, this will often fall into that, that category of things where you've got to, but a little bit of extra process effort into following a process to gain the most from it, even though there'll almost always be something that's much more urgent. Yeah, that is a tough thing about masterminds. And uh, I'm sure you've noticed this, especially when, you know, uh, I don't know this, this happens so much at JVMM, but I'm sure with other masterminds you've been a part of, or that your, your friends and clients have been a part of, it's really easy to get into something and then you just kind of go, well, I, you know, like, oh, Monday rolls around. I've got that mastermind thing. I can't really show up today. I've got, I've got this and that. And you end up just losing most of the reason that you signed up and committed to get involved in the first place. Uh, one of the things that um, has been helpful to me that, of course, I'm, you know, I'm still working out, but trying to look at my calendar and devote a certain number of hours or time blocks a week into things like you mentioned. So the important, long-term important, but not super urgent. Now, I mean, very fortunate in the business that there's not a lot of urgent um, and not everybody's in that same position. So there may be systems that need to be put in place to get you to that position. But um, I do admire people that are really, really strict and disciplined with themselves to put a few hours a week into something that doesn't have an immediate payoff. But when it does have payoff, it's huge life-changing and I think the relationships you build through the right masterminds can be that way. So I think that, that that's something that I'm working on to make sure that I, I set aside the time. Um, and one thing that I noticed that, that you really do a good job with that I don't think every other mastermind does is encouraging people to meet one-on-one. That this is not just about the group. You're not a guru-led because that's not your archetype. That's not, that's not who you're looking to project into the world. You're also, you, the mastermind isn't about you. It's not about everyone showing up and learning and sitting at your feet, you know? Correct. Absolutely not. No, it's, it's, um, it's intended really to bring together people who have an, a common audience and common, uh, you know, ways of going about, you know, collaborating with the, like we're all competitors. 
mm-hmm. everybody in JVM in some way is a, is a competitor, but we also recognize that there's, you know, if I have an email list, uh, there are more people on my list will never buy from me, but they might buy from you. Now you and I don't do exactly the same thing. Uh, so we're against less, less competitors, but you know, I'm competing with a lot of the people in JVM and we promote each other. Why? Because we recognize that, that, you know, if I have 10,000 email subscribers or 20,000 or a hundred thousand, whatever it is, you know, nearly all of them will never do business with me, mm-hmm. but they're there for a reason. Why? Cause they're looking for something. They're looking for someone and, and they might be looking for you. So if I introduce them to you, I'm serving them better. And then the same is for you. They might, your, your subscribers might, or audience might be looking for me. And then there are those who will never do business, business with any of us. And there are those who will do business with both of us. Mm-hmm. So we take that attitude and it's, um, it's really, it's, it's, uh, it's an attitude that, that definitely flows from the, the uh, direct marketing world. It does not exist nearly as much from what I see in the uh, kind of like the corporate um, consulting world. Yeah. Uh, at least that's what I've seen. And I'm, I'm sure I'm ge- generalizing, but there, there's, there's much more of a protective attitude in, you know, in certain, I may not be classifying it quite accurately, so I won't, but, but let's just say there are communities where people, they grow up in the community or a, a way of thinking and the thinking is, well, if I'm not going to introduce you to somebody, um, you know, unless we have kind of a, you know, commission agreement or because if, if it turns into something and there's nothing wrong with having a commission agreement, I just think that, that, you know, the people I'm bringing together are people who, Hey, I'll first, I give first and ask questions later, you know, yeah. it's like, yeah. and the, the, the person, the people who don't do that are missing out much more than they realize. Because you're trying to control somebody, you're trying to control things you have no, no right to control and really no ability to control beyond a certain point. Mm. You can't control if this you know, person, this client of yours uh, continues to do business, business with you or goes to work with somebody else. You really can't control that. And the fact that you don't bother to make that introduction at a point when it could be valuable for the client, that's going to hurt you ultimately because you're not serving them as best as you can. Yeah. And it's an illusion. An illusion to think that I'm protecting myself. Yeah, I 100% agree. Yeah, I mean, you can you can deliver amazing service. And of course, we should always strive for that. And we should always be improving our service. But the, at the end of the day, we don't have control. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, that's something I'm trying to remind myself of too. Because we all get caught up in the business growth focus. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. But I do think it's more effective if you're a certain type of person. Right. If you're if you're a person that cares more about mastery than being the guru that's seen as the one that knows everything, then you're probably more better served thinking about how to give first and be generous and like focusing on how you can serve other people um, than you are continuing to focus just on the business growth. So, so I have to like I'm I'm trying to remind and get better at consistently reminding myself of that fact that the business will grow better and more effectively if I focus more on who I can serve. Um, in fact, like, I, and I'm, we're trying to put that into action. I mean, the business development system we've been building out since late last year is built on just the stuff that I was doing naturally just to build relationships. So we're trying to like, you know, build that into a scalable form of building new relationships with people so that when we reach out in the world to, to generate business, we're doing it by giving first. And mm-hmm. it's not easy. It is not because there's so much skepticism. You know, it's it's not how most people reach out, so it's hard to overcome that initial skepticism. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think uh, I think I'll be better served for it as long as I keep the focus on giving first. 
because uh, that's the you know you, you talk about in terms of like what reputation do you want to have and do you want to be the charismatic guru i'd rather be i'd rather be the micro famous person that's known for having mastery in a certain area but is also known for being extremely generous like in, in just at, on a personal level you know and i think mm -hmm. that's i think you're probably the same way i completely agree and just so i don't get in trouble i, I do want to say that I do fully understand that there's a whole business of, you know, like brokerage of one kind or another. And I'm not talking about that. If somebody is a, you know, a deal broker, their whole business oh, really is, yeah. is connecting money with deals. Yeah. Um, that's that. totally fine. Yeah. I mean, that that's that you're providing a service. That's not, that's, 100%. that's kind of different than what we're talking about. And I think that, you know, there's a, um, if some people do really well with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100% I mean, that's totally fine. But even even there, I'm sure there there are degrees of something or other. I I don't know that much about it. I haven't done that. Uh, you know, I haven't either. Like, you know, who's a good one to talk about that is Kevin Thompson. Okay. So he's in the Genius Network with uh, Dean Jackson, Joe Polish. He's in kind of that world, and yeah, he's that guy that knows how to introduce people to each other. And sometimes there's no benefit in it for him at all. Uh, sometimes it's done strategically because he feels like there's an opportunity to put things together where he can like everybody benefits, including him. Um, yeah. There's so that there are people out there that do it very well, but they're also doing it very authentically. And they've, they have, they run in a community of people who trust them because they built that reputation on uh, doing it right, I guess. Um, right. Yeah. So there, there does definitely does exist. And no, we don't want to denigrate that in any way. It's not like, it, it's not one of those things where if you, it, you know, it's only ethical if you do it for free. Um, right, right. you know, it's just, yeah, if we're going to, if we're all focused on our own businesses and then we're meeting people and building these relationships outside of that, or in addition to that, um, that's great. I mean, we don't have to make money out of every single relationship. We don't might have to monetize every stream of exactly. income. Yeah. Yeah. I fully believe it comes back to you in your core business in some way or another, you know, referrals, you know, opportunities to get on podcasts and get in front of people, whatever it is. Like when you get into the right crowd of people. I am not particularly worried about how it comes back. I just believe it will come back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how do people reach out and connect? Well, you can find me at ProfitableRelationships.com. Um, we have, uh, if anyone feels they might uh, be a fit for what we're doing at JVMM, there's um, a link to the JVMM there. You can have a, a look at what we're doing, ProfitableRelationships.com forward slash JVMM. Um, and they can email me dove, D O V at profitable, profitable relationships.com. So <laughs> and it's a mouthful. Yeah, yeah. And definitely check out the website because what I was blown away by was the, so you've got a whole ton of video testimonials and not just from random people, but people that you probably know, uh, or friends of friends. I mean, I noticed, uh, when I went to check it out, there were people that I'd already featured on my podcast because they were well-known experts in their space or people where I somehow got onto their email list at some point. I'm like, Oh, I know that person. I get their emails, you know, just stuff like that. Like this is a very small world of thought leaders and experts that we all run in. And so I'm willing to bet there's probably people in the JVMM that you already know and respect, and you might want to build some closer relationships with people like that. Yeah. And, and well, I will also say though, that if it's a fit and it's interesting, I think you mentioned the videos. I think that I don't think that they're there. Are they there on the front page? I have to go check. I, like, is that, the front page I, I think it's only after somebody qualifies for a conversation and fills out a form, then they get to see the videos. And uh, I'll tell you the reason I do that is because I don't, I don't name drop. Like, I, and I don't, I don't know. It's just not something that I enjoy. Um, but I, it probably does lend a little bit of the unique quality to what we're doing. It's like, we're really, you know, we, we're, we've got amazing members 
some more famous, some less famous, um, amazing, generous givers. And I don't want anybody joining us for the wrong reasons. I don't want somebody joining us because so-and-so is a member. That's not why I want them to join. You know, it has to be a good fit. And if it's a good fit, and I talk to every potential member, mm -hmm. uh, even though it's really not that, not that big an annual uh, fee, quite small. Um, so, you know, because what matters to me more than anything else is the community. And uh, once, once you, I was talking to one of our new members the other day, and she said uh, that she joined JVMM. One, she was part of some other kind of network, mm -hmm. which was um, they, it was originally intended for this type of member, but they really just expanded that. And now they'll pretty much take almost anybody. Uh, and, and that's how they've been growing. And, and, and she used to feel like she knows almost everybody and now it doesn't feel that way. And also often it's not, a, a not worthwhile. Yeah. And I don't want to ever be in that place. You know, I, I don't want to, you know, I, we don't advertise it. I'm, cause I'm not looking to add lots of people quickly. Yeah. You know, and I think that, that when that's an advantage that I have because I'm not interested in growing and scaling and so on. This other group, it turns out, I said to her, I bet, I bet, I bet whoever's running it has been growing their team. Is that, and she said, yes, they have. They've been hiring new people and so on. I don't want that. That's why I'm capping it. Again, I don't know exactly what number I, I, it'll be capped at, but I know there's a, there already is a cap. Mm -hmm. We haven't reached it yet, but we will soon, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I, I think that's also really important for people to know that you can play the, the quantity or you can play the quality. Um, that's true. It's hard to do both. It's really hard to do both. It's really hard to do both. That is 100% true. Well, Dove, I appreciate it, your time. And um, thank you. appreciate just the way that you're building it. Uh, I think that's going to resonate with a, with a lot of people, you know, whether they join or not. I think it's something that's going to definitely go in the back of their minds. And all of the people that are that are listening are either part of something or maybe consider starting something of their own of this type. Um, and we're all, I think everyone that's that's thought about it or has taken a step into it has run up against some of the challenges that you've laid out, the quantity versus quality, how much of a team do you build? How much do you charge? Do you charge? Like all those things that you've kind of been through over the last 10 years, there's a ton to learn from from your journey. So I love it. I love the conversation. Hopefully people uh, just get connected up with you, whether they're right for JVMM or not. Um, and yeah, it's definitely not an issue of name dropping, but I do want people to know that this is a from everything that I can tell from just having jumped in and just from getting to know you, it's a group of, of really good, high level, very smart people who are genuinely interested in connecting and giving to each other, which is, which is a testament to how you built it. I, I will drop one name. There's this guy, you know where I'm going. There's this guy, Matt Johnson. <laughs> that's right. So if you'd like to connect with, with me, that's right. Uh, get in touch with Dove and get into the JVMM. Uh, thank you. That is the one and only name you can drop. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, naturally. All right. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it.